everyone. This is me, Michael Thompson, here in the studio, just loving the fact that God brings in brand new days around the world, even in the midst of chaos. And I'm going to tell you a story today that is going to just blow your mind, encourage you, and remind you that God can do anything. Without any further ado, let me just jump in. And let me tell you before I do, you don't want to miss this one because it's just a story proclaiming the mighty acts of God. God, today be glorified and encourage your people that yes, you can do anything with anyone at any time, anywhere. In Jesus' name. This story, by the way, is so awesome. It's still unfolding. Even as I started recording this podcast, I got news of yet another BAM in this story. It's just incredible. Let me just start by saying it was the saddest day of my life. My pregnant wife and my only sibling, my sister Laura, her husband Michael, my parents, my wife Rachel's parents and Michael's parents. And we were at O'Hare International Airport at the security line uh, saying goodbye, just weeping really uncontrollably right there at the start of the line as we had to enter in. We took a photo. I don't know, we got some person to take a photo as we were just getting ready to board the plane and say goodbye to life as we knew it. I knew it would be hard, and it was. And and uh, we landed in a foreign country. It had power outage problems. It was constantly hot. We didn't know the people. We didn't know the food. We had to figure out how to kill a mouse in a house, and we had to find uh, food at a market and just just find your way and it's just a different world and it's a beautiful world but it's hard and and by the way many many uh, people even right now are in that situation some of them even face with even uh, a greater issue and that is the issue of real danger and we think of those even today in places like Afghanistan and God even now oh Lord we pray that you would encourage and strengthen um, and yes even keep safe the sent ones and those that are out among the nations, those from the U.S. to the nations and those from the nations to the nations. Um, Be honored in their story, Lord, and do great things as they go out. In Jesus' name, amen. A few months later, I was at the beach and I just wanted to be alone. Oh, I just wanted to be alone from all the pressure. The beach is, you know, you've got the water and the sand and if you're hot, you can always just go into the water, and and I was alone. And there was this boy that started coming up to me, and I remember sitting there saying, oh, Lord, please let this kid just keep walking by. Keep, But he looked like he was coming toward me. Lord, please let him go by. And sure enough, he stopped and said hello. And um, as I started talking to him, you know, you kind of remember, well, this is kind of why I came, <laughs> is for people. And It's not always the plans, um, but it's the non-plans, the things along the way, the Samaritan women along the way that Jesus showed us so many times, the Zacchaeus and the others. Of course, he had a mission and to go and die, but he had all these beautiful moments along the way. And so this was one of those moments I said, okay, okay, okay. So I settled in and asked him to tell me his story 
I had very much trouble understanding him. I was new to the country, and he also clearly barely could speak English. It certainly wasn't his mother tongue. And he began to tell me that his parents were actually living in a far-off village hours away, and they couldn't afford to take care of him. They loved him very much, but they had to send him away to the city where he lived now with his relatives who barely could take care of him. He was living in a really poor part of town, and he was really more of a street kid, wandering around, helpless, hopeless, just kind of lost, and certainly um, very down. Um, As I asked him to tell me more, he told me that he was actually a Muslim. I said, oh, that's very interesting. Could you tell me more? Tell me what you believe. And he said, well... um, you know, I, I come from a village that's all Muslim. Every single person in the village is Muslim. There's a huge mosque. Um, and actually, my dad is the head of the mosque. And we have been Muslims. Our family tree goes back hundreds of years. And as far as we know, all the way back to 1200, um, we're just Muslim, 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 Muslims. And uh, we just spent a huge long time. He told me everything. I asked everything I could possibly think of to know his story, his beliefs. And then I did the same with myself. And, and when we had done, I just told him, I just, you know, I respect you so much. You obviously want to follow God, the creator of this beach and this world. And we, what do we agree on? We agree there's a God. We agree that he's all powerful, that he created all things. I mean, there's a lot of things we agree on, but there's one fundamental thing that we don't see eye to eye on, and that is the fact that I believe that God is powerful and loving enough and decided to become a human being in the form of Jesus Christ to die for our sins, Um, and that's something that's distinct. Um, So we have an impasse. He agreed. I said, well, listen, um, I can tell you really want to know the truth, and so do I, and let's make a deal. Could we make a deal that Uh, We would both be open to the fact that one of us is wrong. (laughs) And he said, absolutely. And I said, would it be okay if we just asked, whoever you are, God, even right now, whoever you are, would you show us the truth about who you are? And I told him that I believe that God was willing, if we were willing to both seek, that he would find a way to reveal the truth to us about Jesus, about himself, about Islam, about Muhammad, everything. And so he agreed, and I just prayed right there as we stared out uh, over that ocean. What an awesome memory, just even now, just thinking about that moment and how far God has brought things. Well, it was time to go, and he said, well, can I come to your house? And I was like, oh, no, 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 I can't just bring this guy to my house because what if he's a thief or, you know, I don't know anything about him. And um, sometimes I've been told the beach is dangerous. People just come here to get to know you. And and so I said, I'll tell you what, um, I can't fully trust you yet, <laughs> but I'll come back here next Saturday and let's talk some more. And so we did. And over the weeks, we would talk and um just become friends. And finally, one day I just told him, hey, Abu, that was his name, Abu, uh, why don't you uh, come over? I want to introduce you to my wife and my sister and husband, her husband, you know. And so he did. And then little by little, I said, started telling him, hey, you know, I could hire you to run some errands and 
and just kind of helped me navigate around town and and more and more everywhere I went, I brought him with me. And we were building this studio. We had to soundproof and create all these uh, things to set up a studio and and get equipment through the port, which finally God brought our stuff safely through. And and I was working with a growing team of Ghanaians and musicians and people I was training as studio engineers. There's just lots of things that we were doing. And he was getting smarter and smarter. And um, But he was still staunch Muslim. You know, He would ask these questions. Why do you guys sing? I don't understand why Christians sing. And I don't understand this. And I don't understand that. And, and keep in mind, um, I, I was desperate. I mean, I, I really, really, really was burdened. We all were for him. Um, and uh, it just was kind of just not going anywhere. Months were going by. Months were going by. Why isn't God doing anything? And um, one day I remember I just took him on the front porch and, and we sat down and I said, Boo, I, Abu, I just need to tell you something. I said, you know, I'm still believing what I'm believing. You're still believing what you're believing. We're super close friends and I'm totally good with that and nothing is going to change that. In fact, if you ever, ever became a Christian or not, I will still love you the same. And uh, what a moment that was for us in our relationship. And I meant it too. I, I, I just love him and I don't really care what he believes. I don't care if he believes, you know, in a million gods or Islam or anything else. I just genuinely just love him and was committed to friendship and not badgering him, but doing everything I could, especially just behind the scenes and praying for him. And um, so time went on, time went on. It's just moving, moving, moving and, and nothing was happening. And then one night we went to our team meeting uh, with our African friends and um, at kind of the base with our African leaders who were overseeing us. And, and there was a guy who came that night to our meeting and he was, we called him the Pope. This guy was intense and he had a real raspy voice and he used to say, God is God and, and God can do anything and, and we need to believe. And, and he started talking that night and he was saying burning words and he started talking about Islam is a lie. It, it is satanic. It is a trap. And everyone in it, it's a, it's a trap and, and they need to be awakened and we need to pray. That needs to be, we need to be praying and we need to tear down strongholds and, and Muslims need to hear and then they need to repent. And the Lord is teaching me they need to repent. You know, he's going on and on and, you know, we're just like gripped because, of course, we have this friend, um, the the drama of having someone that was was lost. So we drove home, we got home, and Abu was there, and it was late, and I just said, can I come out on the driveway and let's talk? And so we went outside, and and I said, Abu... Jesus told us to love others as we love ourselves, to treat others as we'd want to be treated. I'm just telling you what I would want someone to tell me if I were you. So if it blows our relationship up or you don't want to ever come back and talk to me, that's okay, but I'm doing this because I really care about you. And I said, I've never told you this, but I actually think that the whole thing is a trap. I believe there's a real enemy, an enemy of God, and he's working around the world to teach anything that would keep people from the very love and the forgiveness 
of a Savior in Jesus. Jesus said, as I told you, I'm the way, the truth, the life. There's no one that can come to me but through him. There's only one name under heaven, it says in the book of Acts, that people can be saved. Uh, In Timothy, there's one God and one mediator. And whatever the enemy can do to keep you locked up. And so I told him, I feel like you are like our dog. We have a cage, as you know, that we keep our dog in the daytime, and then we let the dog out at night to kind of be a watchdog. But in the day, the dog is locked up, and that dog cannot get out. It can cry and scream, and and that's how I see you. That's how I see uh, those that believe that Jesus is not the Son of God. And you're locked up, and you were born into it, which isn't your fault, but it is your responsibility to step out. And and so I don't know what it's going to take, but and I'm not pushing you on anything. I'm just telling you that this is how I see it, and I'm praying. And if I'm missing something, as I promised you, I'm all in to be teachable as well. So I went to bed that night, and... Um, The next day, I was working in the studio in the morning, and I heard all sorts of commotion. And there were people, you know, celebrating something. I didn't really know it. There was, ah, and I I just kind of got back to it. And eventually, someone came up into the studio, and they say, Michael, Abu is telling us he just become a believer. And honestly, I didn't believe. It's like, I, I was like confused. I didn't understand. He's like, yeah, Abu has accepted Jesus. He says that Jesus revealed himself to him last night. He was looking up at the stars and he just felt like Jesus just spoke directly to him and said, it's time. I'm God. And and I was just like, and soon after Abu came up and started talking to me, I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, I was I was looking up at the stars. I was thinking about everything. I was asking God, just show me. And it's like Jesus just spoke directly to me. He revealed myself. He revealed himself to me. And and I just said, yeah, this, and I just gave my life to Jesus right there. And and I was just like totally blown away. I'm still blown away thinking about it. And and, and so uh, my brother-in-law, Michael and I started talking with him, you know, is this for real? And, and trying to discern. And there was no doubt in my mind this this guy was legit. I mean, God had done something. And Michael, my brother-in-law, and I, we just said, this is incredible. Uh, let's go. And 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 Abu is like, well, I want to be, so, okay, we, so we're going to baptize you right now. So Michael and I and Abu, we got in the car, went down to the beach. And, uh, it's interesting, isn't it, how things come full circle. We went down to the beach and uh, we baptized him right there in the ocean. and And we were just like, thrilled and it was just like the most incredible epic like moment and I say even now I say oh this is why you go to O'Hare this is why you give your money you give your life you sacrifice you suffer this is why people went to Afghanistan this is why people go to hard places this is why we go to our neighbors this is why we do what we do because people matter and they're worth saving (laughs) that's what Jesus modeled and we do the same so anyway I'm just like super excited about it and then he tells me, you know, uh, this is when it gets really scary. And I said, well, tell me more. He said, becoming a Christian is like life-threatening for me. And I have to go tell my family. I'm not going to hide it, but I'm going to go tell my family and they are going to freak out. So um, he did. 
and they freaked out. And they finally, they said, they got, they notified the parents back in the village and the whole family decided to come down all the distance, not a lot of money to travel. They all said, we're going to come down and have a family meeting. And we want to hear from his face that Abu is telling us that he's decided to follow Jesus. And uh, huge tension. And so we were just praying. We didn't know. He said, this could be the last time you ever see me. They could ban me from the family. Uh, they're probably going to disown me. You know, it's going to be dangerous, especially my brothers. They, they've already said they'd like to kill me. I mean, but they don't want to do anything without my dad's. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And um, so what happened next? Well, that's what next episode of this podcast will be all about. But I guarantee you, you don't want to miss it. Lord, thank you for the amazing work you did that night when you revealed yourself somehow miraculously to a person who had heard it all uh, for months and months, but just needed you to reveal yourself, to reveal the truth. And today we pray across the Muslim world that you would reveal yourself, your loving self, the, the love of Jesus, the person of Jesus. Uh, reveal yourself, to lo- Lord, to those that are far off and those that are near. Um, You've done it before. Do it again. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord.